Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. What's up, you guys? Hope you're all having an awesome week so far. I honestly was just in like the shittiest mood, and for some reason, sitting down and pressing record just like instantly. I don't know, just like lifted my spirit. So this is great. I hope you're all having an awesome week. Um, super excited to be here chatting with you guys. We've got an awesome episode of today's podcast and I have my first sort of like real interview today. An incredible guest coming on later. But first and foremost, before we get started and before I introduce today's episode, I just wanted to say my thank yous. Thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast, for sharing this with friends. As always, screenshot it, post it, share it on your Insta stories, share it on Twitter, at RaveCultureCast and at Emma Capotis is where you guys can find me. So definitely tag me in everything. I'm always going to reshare it and I absolutely love seeing you guys listening and enjoying each week. Ugh, it warms my heart. You guys are the best. I don't have too much here at the top of the hour that you guys don't already know. If you're actually new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. If you love EDM, raving, going to shows, all that fun stuff, I think you'll find a home here. We're a really nice family, you know? We've got a good community going on here, and it's an awesome vibe, so thank you guys so much for checking us out. Really quickly, I'll mention, um, I always want your feedback and your input, so you guys can email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Any episode ideas you have, topics you want me to cover, general feedback, all that fun stuff, definitely shoot me an email. Um, I've got a list of things here that I'm planning to cover in upcoming episodes that are suggestions from you guys. And we've got some controversial ones coming up that I'm really excited about, so I like that we can sort of tackle all different types of topics that are like EDM related on this podcast. Um, If you guys are unfamiliar, I do have a YouTube channel as well. It's just under my name, Emma Capotis. Head over there if you want to see any of my latest EDM vlogs. I've been attending a lot of festivals. We're like fully in festival season here. Um, Just bought some tickets to some shows in the New York City area. I've got Electric Zoo coming up. So I have a couple travel guides up there and I'm going to have some stuff coming out for Imagine Music Festival as well because I'm attending that in September with the guest that is going to be on today's episode. So I'm really excited to introduce her later on. So yeah, if you're at any of those festivals, definitely stay tuned. We're going to be doing tons of different meetups. I want to meet all you guys. Come out, take pictures. Let's trade candy and hang out. So yeah, as we get closer to those festivals, those are towards the end of summer. Um, we'll have all those details. But again, you can follow me at Emma Capotis to stay up to date with that. Alrighty, so the only EDM news I have as of right now, because I'm filming podcasts back to back this week, Spoiler alert, behind the scenes, I'm filming two podcasts like one day after the other. So not too much has happened, but one thing that I had to talk about because it involves my absolute favorite artist, Seven Lions, um, the Dream State SoCal event was announced recently. The dates are, I believe, November 22nd and November 23rd. Yep, I would be correct. Proud of myself for knowing that. It's at the NOS Events Center in Southern California. So um, one thing that was announced that was very interesting and it's sort of spreading like wildfire tonight. So Seven Lions and the festival both posted Seven Lions and I think it's Dimibo or Demibo. Sorry if I totally butchered that name, but it says they present Abraxas. Gosh, I really hope I'm not butchering these names. But either way, it is a new side trance project that the two of them are debuting at Dream State SoCal this year. I mean, 
I'm so pissed I'm not going. (laughs) That sounds crazy. I fucking love Seven Lions. Like, I can't even get into it. He's my favorite. He warms my heart. The man is just like a genius. I think his transitions and his sets and the way he composes things. He just perfectly goes in and out of genres. Like, I kind of feel like he's genreless. He's a little trance. He's a little dubstep. He can also go super melodic. And he can also dip into side trance. So... They did a back-to-back, I'm pretty sure, at Paradiso, which is awesome. And now they're presenting this project together. So that is going to be fucking so cool, whoever is going. Absolutely do not miss that. It's really cool to see artists like come together and form like aliases and do their side projects, especially if it's going to be side trance focused. Like, whew, I can't even imagine the drops that they're going to have. Um, I'm really into side trance, so I think that combination is going to be really, really cool and I mean, this festival in general caters to trance fans. So it's sort of special for you guys who are already like into the genre. That's going to be awesome. So definitely check that out. Again, Seven Lions and Dimibo, Dimibo present Abraxas. All right, you guys, are you ready for today's topic? Because this is a fun one. I feel like a lot of people, men, women, anybody will be able to relate to this. This is definitely going to be something that's a little bit more personal. And yeah, we're just going to be celebrating people in this episode. So that's really exciting. But this is actually something I've talked a little bit about on my YouTube channel. I'm also super into fitness and health. It's not something that I push on people like in my content. I do do some videos here and there that you guys have requested. I've documented my weight loss journey and transformation. That stuff is all up there. And yeah, I attend a gym a couple days a week. I'm super into HIIT classes, high intensity interval training. I've been with my gym for over four years now. So I do post a lot of that content on my Instagram. But today I wanted to do a full episode dedicated to body positivity because let me just tell you it took me a long time to really like love my body and be comfortable in it and just not feel guilty and just be in a place where it's not something I think about all the time. I don't know if any of you guys out there can relate to that but some people are just naturally it's not really a concern or maybe they're a little healthier or maybe they're a little thinner but for me weight and food and things like that is just a constant thing every day I have to make the right choices and yeah it's always been like that for me um, but I have such a healthy relationship with myself and my food and my fitness so I want to share those things with you guys especially if you're going through the same thing if you're about to start like a fitness journey or you haven't started yet and you're sitting there like kicking yourself like why can't I get going hopefully this episode will inspire you guys to just get started. So today we're going to be talking about body image and confidence. I'm briefly going to tell you guys my background. And again, there's longer videos on this if you want to watch. But just in case you guys aren't familiar at all, I'll give you the rundown of sort of my, my, oh God, I hate the word journey. I'm going to stop saying journey. Just my weight loss transformation and how I basically got to where I am now and feeling good about myself. So I was always pretty fit growing up. Um, I didn't really have any issues with anything like that. I was in sports from a really young age. I did, I don't even know, like soccer, swim team, lacrosse. I was in dance. So I was always pretty active. My brothers were active. I didn't start 
gaining more weight until high school. I was actually like on a medication that made me gain a lot of weight. Not a lot of people know that, but I think that is like extremely relatable. A lot of people are in that exact same situation. So I did gain some weight, probably like freshman going to sophomore year of high school. And that was like a really hard time, obviously, because you are comparing yourself to others. And it's just something like you don't need to stress about. But it was an issue for me and I did gain a pretty significant amount of weight. And it was always something that I, it's not like I wasn't trying, like I still was playing rec sports. I would run on my treadmill or the elliptical in my basement. I just was very passive, right? I wasn't making any effort to eat healthy. I mean, it's high school. We would go out and freaking buy cookie dough and Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So like there was no effort really being made towards eating healthy. And also like Instagram didn't exist. So it wasn't always in your face. There wasn't always inspiration and people like encouraging you. So it was definitely something internally That took me a really long time to be like, okay, you need to make a change. So that finally came for me um, the summer before my senior year in high school. I actually dropped 20 pounds literally within two and a half months, which if any of you didn't know is not very healthy, especially if you're not doing it in a healthy manner, which I was not. Um, I just was extremely obsessive. I'm not going to get into it, but I was very obsessive about running I was literally running like an hour and a half a day I wasn't eating enough calories by any means like it definitely was not a good place for me mentally and physically and my friends noticed and I came back to school in September and like the teachers were making comments about it and basically it was just like very visibly noticed but at the same time like I felt good about myself right like I did get healthier um, and I could wear some things I always wanted to wear and it just was like a good year senior year somehow eventually um, I, I became less obsessive and I got more normalized with my behavior and with my eating and I felt a little bit better. So the rest of the year, actually, I know people hate high school. I really loved high school, which I hate myself for saying that, but I was really involved. I like, I'm kind of like how I am now. I found my communities. I was in art student and then I also did a little bit of sports and I was also in student government. So I kind of was like friendly with everybody. And then If anybody knows, when you lose weight that rapidly, nine times out of 10, you're going to gain it all back, especially if it's not done in a healthy manner. So I ended up going to college and I was fine the first two years of college. I didn't like gain a freshman 15 or anything like that, but then I ended up studying abroad for like a May semester, and all my habits went out the window because you're eating out every single meal and I wasn't exercising. So when I came back for my junior year, up until I was probably, I want to say like 24 or 25. So there was like a solid couple of years there. I gained 20 pounds plus. I'm pretty sure I eventually was up like 30 pounds. So that was the heaviest I had ever been in my life. It was, I mean, obviously extremely noticeable. And I look back on pictures of myself and like my family will make comments. We don't even recognize who I was. Like it's, I'm a completely different person. It's so fucking crazy, but you don't see it when you're in it. I think a lot of people know what I mean when these changes are happening and you can maybe feel your body changing, but you see yourself every single day. So you don't really know sometimes how bad it's gotten. And I'm not, I'm prefacing this by saying I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that bigger 
is a bad thing. Just for me, I'm five foot one. I'm a tiny person. I went to the doctor and I was out of breath when I was going up the stairs and I couldn't do some of the things I used to do. And like I also have heart issues sometimes. So like I was having heart palpitations. So there were clear signs that like I was very overweight for my size and it was becoming a health issue and I really wasn't addressing it. I was using food to just further mask it. So like food is very comforting for me. I still do that to this day. I think a lot of people do, but Yeah, food I just kind of turned to even in those moments. I was a big eater in private. Like in front of people, I wouldn't be that bad. I would sort of try. But then in my college room, in my like apartment, I would clean house like pints of ice cream, chips. Like my senior year of college, my friend Vicky can attest to this because she and I both gained so much weight. Yeah, we were just like eating whatever we wanted. It was pretty bad. So anyway... I became so self-conscious. I remember being at sorority and fraternity parties and not being comfortable in the outfits I was wearing and my friends could wear these like cute little things and it bothered me so much and I specifically remember this one story. I'm getting very personal today um, where I wanted to put on this outfit and I wanted to wear this like top and I didn't know what to wear on the bottom and my friend was like oh just throw on like a skirt like a skirt is really cute and at the time any sort of like tighter skirts just like showed off all the areas of my body that I was uncomfortable with and I was like it's so easy for you to say just throw on a skirt but for me I'm so self-conscious and uncomfortable in it so I was sort of like hiding behind clothing. And that's something that I should have gone over with. Like I really like myself as a person and even at the time like I know what makes me valuable as a person. I think I'm funny and I think I'm caring and I had such a good circle of friends and family. Um, Being bigger doesn't mean that you can't be confident or any of these things just for me personally that is where I was at mentally. Also affected my dating life which I'm really not going to talk too much about on this but for me I don't know if anyone else is like this because I had gained all that weight for some reason I just decided I like didn't want to date anyone I don't know I was like I'm not in the right frame of mind and like I'm not in the body I want to be so like I don't want to date anyone and that was a really hard time like I literally didn't date anyone for a couple years until I started to like really come into myself so that's also something that suffered. I put dating on hold, even though there were plenty of people who were definitely interested in me in college, but I just didn't feel good. So I was putting other things on hold because I didn't feel confident in myself. So enough was enough. Um, believe me, I had some like screaming, fighting matches with my parents. and I get, I get along with my parents. I love them, but it just was a thing. Like they were trying to help me, but they were really hurting like, They were poking fun of me and again I just kept turning to food and I just eventually realized I needed to make a change but you have to do that for yourself you know what I mean you can't sometimes for me I couldn't let somebody else tell me when it was time to make a change it just finally clicked in my head and like I said it takes a different amount of time for different people for me it took a couple years and again it's not like I wasn't active I was still trying to get my ass to the gym I was still trying to do things But the food I was putting in my body was like no bueno. And when it finally clicked for me personally, I had tried, guys, every different freaking diet that is out there. I've tried different gyms. I tried everything for myself, truly. But because I was so restrictive in high school, I literally was telling myself I'm never doing that to myself again. That's such an unhealthy attitude about food. 
So I also was like weird about dieting and having that term in my head. I did Pilates for like two and a half years. That was great. That actually like started to get my body in shape. Like I could be more flexible. I started to notice like toning, but it wasn't really helping me lose a lot of weight. Um, But yeah, I would just say like if you're looking to get started, start trying different classes or different workouts that might just jumpstart maybe like a different hobby for you. So I talk about this on my channel, but it finally clicked for me personally when I found the gym that I currently still go to four years later. I had heard about HIIT classes and high-intensity interval training gyms. CrossFit was becoming a really big thing, but I knew that that wasn't the right thing. I was didn't want to do like the Olympic weightlifting, like all that kind of stuff. But I heard that HIIT classes were incredible because you can sort of burn a ton of calories in a shorter amount of time. And it was all about like confusing your muscles and switching up your workouts. And for me, I was like, ooh, that sounds good. That sounds entertaining. I'm not going to get bored with a workout like that. So I found a gym in the city that looked so fucking intense. And it was different than anything I had heard of. They had trainers who run Spartan races and then train you. So it was sort of like an obstacle race themed gym as well. And I was like, that's interesting. So I took a couple classes and within a month I had signed up for a membership because I lost an inch off of my waist and it kicked my ass. I remember going out of the first workout being like, I'm overweight. I'm not going to be able to do some of these things that some of these people are doing. And I was a little embarrassed and you just have to get over that voice in your head that's telling you to like be afraid or be embarrassed like no everybody starts somewhere do not ever be afraid to go to the gym and work on yourself don't let anybody make you feel bad don't feel any humiliation like we are all fucking there working on ourselves I have people at my gym of all shapes and sizes ages pregnant women like we're all there to work on ourselves so the point of all that is to say just get started you know don't have that fear So now we're in 2019. Um, I've been going through this transformation for the past four years. I've lost 30 pounds. I've kept it off. And that's completely been attributed to just a complete lifestyle change. And again, this stuff happens slowly. You know, I didn't just change all these things drastically and then try and stick to it. That's really, really hard to do. So little bits of progress over time have finally accumulated. And I'm at a good place where I don't, you know, feel guilty about certain things. You know, if my weight fluctuates a little bit, that's okay because I know that I've worked on these skills and I'll be able to like get right back on it. But you sort of will get to a point eventually where you know yourself and you know your limits and you can have cheat meals and you can enjoy yourself and you can go on vacation, but you sort of adapt a healthier lifestyle. Um, I also just really pay attention to my body when I eat certain things that don't make my stomach feel really good. Just pay attention to those things and, you know, eat things that make your body feel good and that's fuel for your workouts and things like that. You know, for me, it's something I'm constantly gonna have to work on. And I've sort of acknowledged that. I'm like, oh, this is never gonna be easy. It's something I'm gonna think about every day. I'm gonna have to meal prep and I'm gonna have to do workouts and that will change as I get older. But it is something you work on. You know, it's not easy for everyone, but it will help you eventually have a new relationship with food and with yourself when you start to make these lifestyle changes and in in the end I think you'll you'll start to feel yourself change and you'll finally have that like glow up kind of feeling internally. So how I'm going to relate this all back to my guest today and to the EDM community. So for me personally throughout my transformation, it changed the way I carried myself, it changed the way I 
felt about others, my relationships, how I dressed, how I just viewed myself in general. And simultaneously throughout these years, I was progressively getting more and more into rave culture, hint, hint, and the EDM community. And I was attending raves and shows regularly. And I look back on how I used to get dressed for shows and I was so self-conscious and I wanted to wear all these like really cute things that my friends were wearing and I saw people wearing online and I just didn't really see myself doing that and I wasn't comfortable and that's the beautiful thing about like festival fashion and rave fashion is you can sort of get away with anything you know there's not one style but I did want to wear like some of these really fun outfits and I finally felt confident enough to to try some new things and take risks and there's so many clothing companies out there now that like embrace women and men of all body types and it's incredible you really can rock whatever you want it's all like a mental thing so it all just started to come together um I didn't have to be a certain size to feel confident I just had to click within me to feel good about myself and it all started to come together I started to feel good it totally changed my style I remember specifically going to EDC Las Vegas in 2016 that was the first time I ever wore like a crop top and these little shorts that exposed my stomach and for me like my stomach is my biggest area that I have issues with it's totally fine like it is what it is but I hold my weight there and to wear a crop top I'm like glowing in the pictures. It's just like the community in general, no one passes any judgment. So you can wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. And everyone's just like embracing themselves. And it's just a no judgment zone. So I was just dancing around the whole week and having the time of my life. And you can see it in those pictures. And now, you know, my festival fashion is has stepped up so much and you're going to hear me talk a little bit more about this later with my guest but I've built up to wearing certain things now that just make me feel good and I'm I'm all about comfort so if I'm comfortable in it I feel like that's really you're going to see that like in my face and the way I carry myself so I feel like this is a really good community to be involved in no matter what stage you're at in like your fitness and your health journey because there's just like a lot of supportive and positive people around you that should be able to help you throughout all of that. So you guys, I'm just going to take a really quick break here and then I'm going to introduce my guest. Just wanted to remind you guys that you can send in any emails to raveculturecast at gmail.com with topics you want me to cover, episode ideas, um, at raveculturecast and at Emma Capotis is where you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Definitely hit me up there if you guys want. If you ever have any questions or concerns, um, send me DMs. I regularly chat with everybody. So thank you guys so much for always reaching out and being for being so kind. You guys are seriously the best. You serious, like My comments are always just a really positive place and I love that about us. It makes me, makes me really proud of our family. So anyway, I'm going to get right back into the episode. So now you guys know all my history. That is where I'm at in 2019. That's where I've come from. I hope you know a little bit more about me, my relationship with food, the different issues I've worked through internally and how I've gotten to where I am now. I hope that this episode can really, really help you. No matter what stage you're in, if you want to get started and like you needed a message to go do it, get started. I'm telling you, little progress every day is still progress. Um, But I'm super excited to introduce my guest that I have on today. So I'm going to stop talking here. And yeah, let's get into the part of the episode with my girl, Aid. All right, you guys, we are back from break and I have my guest here that I'm going to introduce. She goes by Vibe with Aid on social media. Um, Aid is a content creator. She's a YouTuber, a blogger, extraordinaire in the EDM and festival space, um, you guys can check out her site, vibewithaid.com, if you guys want to read any 
festival reviews and raver content and blog posts like that. She's also a super sweet person and I'm super happy that we've connected and met through social media. So welcome to the show, Aid. Hi, <laughs> thanks for having me. Of course, you're my first like big interview. So this is so exciting. Oh, it's so interesting, like being on a podcast after listening to so many and you like wonder like, oh, what would it be like if I was on one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no pressure. Um, Perfect. But yeah, how are you doing? I know you're freshly back from Second Sky Festival. Yeah, that's why I don't know if you can tell or if anyone can tell, but my voice is like a little, I don't know, hoarse. <laughs> I wasn't like screaming at the festival, so I don't know right. what's going on. <laughs> but it was pretty life-changing, like not to be dramatic, but no. <laughs> Porter Robinson absolutely just like killed it. It was probably the best set I've ever seen. Nice. And it made me more excited there. He, at the end of the festival, he said that there's a 2020. So nice. for those that didn't get to go to Second Sky, you'll have a chance to next year. But yeah, awesome. it was pretty great. Awesome. It definitely prepared me for Forest next week. Right. And how many stages was it? It was only one. It was one. So, okay. Yeah, it was really nice because you just like basically got to hang out. They like laid down turf, I guess. Someone mm -hmm. said that they had been there for Dirty Bird Barbecue like a couple weeks before where it was all dirt. Okay. And so they put turf down. And so we were just like hanging out for We saw like Virtual Self and then the sets from Virtual Self to G Jones, we didn't really know. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of like hung out in the grass and just like vegged out, which was really nice and kind of a more casual festival than we're used to of just like constantly being on your feet all day and like dancing right. the whole time. So it was really nice. And the Skrillex set was so I didn't awesome. get to see it. I know. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. I was the first day, but I mean, oh, okay. Gotcha. After Skrillpocalypse at Decadence, Arizona, <laughs> I'm a little bit like triggered yeah, yeah <laughs> by the name Skrillex. Like I'll, I love him. He's great but might just like think twice again a little bit before I, I go to a set and might hang out in the back or something. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about this with my friends that I went to Vegas with, and it was like the exact same scenario at EDC Las Vegas. Like we were in the VIP area and it was shoulder to shoulder. And that was the, I think you mentioned this in your vlogs. That was the one set people were complaining the most about the crowd in, but it's just because there's so many people who haven't seen him yeah, in years. Exactly. So once he starts I don't touring. Think any way to like crowd control that. Yeah. Except until he starts touring and then like mm -hmm. people are like, okay, he's back. Like it's not like a once in a lifetime kind of set to see, you know? Right. Yeah. He's doing um, his like dog blood performance at electric zoo so i'm expecting that to be Ooh. just as like fucking crazy but that'll be good <laughs> and you just mentioned electric forest so we gotta talk about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah going next week are you excited yes i'm so excited i'm ready to be back it's been it's been a minute mm -hmm. i'm excited it's definitely one of my favorite festivals it's just so different and more laid back and the people are so great and i was telling that i think i said this in my video <laughs> that I released yesterday of just like how it's going to feel like kind of like a family reunion just because mm -hmm. people that I know that are going like my friends and like my boyfriend and then like people that I know from social media and people I've met at other festivals and like there's just right. a lot of people going that I'm just like so excited and the fact that it's one weekend is really great I think because you won't get to miss those friends like I felt like I went mm -hmm. to weekend two but a lot of my friends went weekend one last year so 
Okay. Definitely excited for this year. Yeah, I can't wait to see everybody's videos. And it sounds like, I mean, when I did a lineup review about it, I didn't know half the names on there. So it also <laughs> sounds like you get to just explore and discover a lot of new people, which is awesome. Yeah, so after the fun. schedule came out, there was, I have like so many gaps that I'm just like so excited about because I'm like, oh my God, we get to go wander. And it'll be my boyfriend's first time. So we just get to go like do whatever nice. kind of thing and explore and stuff. That's so exciting. Yeah. So before we jump into everything, just to give everybody an intro to who you are, I know this is like the question people hate, but give some of your background. I would love for you to just introduce yourself a little bit, um, like where you're from, age, what you do for a living. Yeah. So my actual name is Adriana Ramos. I go by age just because my friends were lazy I guess in a way and we're wanting to shorten my name because Adriana I guess is too many syllables okay. so I got the name Aid and when I was um, I'm 24 and I'm from Phoenix Arizona so I got into the rave scene about 2015 I want to say I was a junior in college I think similar to you Emma you were a junior mm -hmm. in college right yeah and so I went to like my first like EDM event whatever you want to call it um, and was just absolutely hooked. I'd been listening to the music since like 2013, graduated from Arizona State University with a marketing degree, moved out to Austin for a digital marketing apprenticeship that basically linked me to my current job, which is at a digital marketing agency here in Austin. And so I've been doing that as my full-time job, which a lot of people don't know. They think the mm -hmm. Vibe With Aid stuff is my full-time job and it's not. <laughs> you do that One for day, free. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day, we'll see. Mm -hmm. But um, so that's all the side hustle stuff. I started Vibe with Aid. Oh, God, it'll be two years in August or September, nice. I want to say. I started the blog and then I started the YouTube channel. Um, I started that in October, but I got more aggressive, I guess, with like con actual content mm -hmm. in March of last year. Um, okay. The videos I was doing before was like, you know, those montage festival videos that you just like do a bunch of yeah. montage clips and you put music to it. That was like where I got my start. And then um, it wasn't until March. I was like, okay, let's actually like sit down and film a video and let's get a camera and like stuff like that. Right. And so just been riding that wave. Basically, I think I've attended now. I think it'll be I'll, it'll be like 40 festivals by the end of 2019, which is insane. Yeah, I counted them all out. I was like, oh my god, that's so crazy. cool. I told Ryan, I, my boyfriend, I was like, we have at Second Sky, we Second Sky was like our nine more festivals to go. So now we have eight more <laughs> festivals to go for oh the my year. God, that's so crazy. Which <laughs> is insane to me. So yeah, but. That's basically a little bit about me. I just am working all the time in marketing and then doing mm -hmm. Vibe With Aid all on the side and managing everything else in my life. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. No, we'll definitely have to do a follow-up episode because I feel like you and I can just go on endless rants about the amount of stuff we're, like, involved in, which is crazy. Oh, 100%. But it's all fun because you love it so much. Yeah, so exactly. Like, it's all fun. And actually, so you just hit 100 videos too on YouTube, right? Yeah, Congrats. I didn't know that. Thank you. <laughs> I had no idea until like, uh, I was uploading the one that I posted today. And then it was like, you know, at the bottom right corner where it says like your account or whatever, like yep. you want to whatever. And I was like, Oh, my God, this that was my 100th video. <laughs> I was like, I should have planned something for it, but well, like, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like that was commemorative, I guess, but totally. Yeah. That's so that was pretty crazy. cool. So I must have 
happened to you then last year when you were ramping up your channel? Because I was going to say it was probably an EDC Las Vegas video or something like yeah. that that I found of yours. And then, like, everything with YouTube, I feel like it just, re like, you feel like you know somebody after you watch a bunch of their yeah. videos. <laughs> and I was like, we weirdly have so much in common. And then it was, like, either a lineup review or you were talking about Electric Force. And I was like, every artist you named was like my favorite artist. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. If I met this girl, we would be such good friends. It's <laughs> just so crazy. I know, because I think <laughs> the same thing too with like the the sets that you would go to and you would talk about like Jaws and like Elenium <laughs> and like all these things. I was like, oh my God, we literally like the same artists. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And so yeah, so if everybody doesn't know that, we actually haven't met in person yet, but we will be very soon. Yes. Yeah, which is super yeah. exciting. We're both going imagine. to imagine. Yeah, imagine music festival and right outside like Atlanta, I'm pretty sure in September, which it sounds like we're gonna have a really cool group for that. So everyone get very excited for the amount of content that we're gonna be yeah. talking out with. Because <laughs> it's gonna be a lot, but that's gonna be so it, fun. It'll be great, though, because we like understand each other and the other people that we're going with, like also are trying to get content too. So like, True. we don't have to worry about like being the annoying person like, can you take my photo? <laughs> can you like get this clip of me like that this we have so to do true. with like our friends? <laughs> No, yeah, I just at Ever After, my one friend came with me and she's just like one of my good friends from the gym. She's actually my trainer and she doesn't, I don't know if this was her first festival, but I was like the first 10 minutes we were there every day. I was like, okay, let's just get a couple shots. I'll take a couple pictures and then I'm done for the day. I won't bother you like the rest of the day. Yeah. It'll take too much. So I was trying to like limit it because I didn't want to totally ruin her time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do with Ryan. I was like, I just need you to take these photos for me for like 10 minutes. I have and to then... rotate out some items and whatnot. <laughs> and then we're done. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So just to talk about your channel, and we could talk about the, the blog too, whichever one, but uh, you yeah. quickly mentioned how you got into the EDM scene, but I love to ask everybody who your favorite artists are as well. Ooh, gosh, what list do I send you? <laughs> I know you so can tell like, a lot about a person based on the artist they like. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to what started me out, it was probably like Zed, Avicii, Swedish House Mafia, like all mm -hmm. the big house progressive artists is like what got me into it because a lot of remixes of like our favorite like pop songs at the mm -hmm. time so I was like oh what is all this about and so I, that's like what got me in and I think like would like I, I'll always go to a Zed set because he always puts on such a good set you know yeah. but then when it comes to like my cannot miss sets it'd be like Porter Robinson, Elenium, Chris Lake, Seven Lions, Zed's Dead, Camel Fat, Oregon City. Mm -hmm. <laughs> any dirty ones. bird artist like i love dirty bird and then but then there's also like artists that i won't miss because their live sets are like so good like i'll go to an excision set mm -hmm. i'll go to a zoo set dead mouse eric prids right above and beyond like i might not listen to those artists like 24 7 and be like a diehard fan but like i can appreciate it and go to their set and like still sure. have a good time you know what i'm saying Yep, yeah. That's how I usually people. like divide it up. And, and oh my god, I didn't even say Odessa. Oh, oh yeah, I like, totally forgot about them. See, like <laughs> I list off people. I'm like, oh my god, but I forgot about this person. And I, I know. And I didn't even say Fisher. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's like that's why you can't pick. Like you can't even pick a top five because there's just yeah. going on. It's like crazy. But no, that's an yeah. awesome range. You're definitely like a house head, and I feel like even a rave mom too. Because we have to be rave moms if we're trying to coach everybody here. 
to yep. have like the best 100%. experience possible. <laughs> and so I know, so your job is really cool because it's sort of related to everything you're doing in your free time as well. But what made you want to start the YouTube channel or the vlog or was that like a natural progression for you to do both because that's like what you're interested in. So when I moved out to Austin, I started this digital marketing program called the Digital Creative Institute, which basically bridges the gap between like your college and like getting it into an entry level job. Mm -hmm. And the reason I did that was because the job market was hard to find in Arizona when it came to like marketing jobs that I wanted. I wanted to work in strategy, not sales, not recruiting. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do marketing strategy. And so that program, and like I got approved into it. And in my interview for that program, the guy that was my program manager, he really dug the why out of me. Like, what do I want to do mm -hmm. with my life? Like, why? And like, what is my why? Sure. which I think everyone should definitely run through an exercise like that of figuring out what their why is. And it really got me back to like my love for music and like what I want to do with it. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Austin and I've had vibe with eight in my head for like a couple years, maybe mm -hmm. or so of like, wow, it'd be really cool to have a place to get all these tips because I was researching for Coachella. I was researching for EDC and like wasn't finding mm -hmm. that content. And so I moved out to Austin. I didn't have any friends really. And I was just like, if I don't start this now, like I might as well. Uh, like I'm never, I'm going to regret it if I don't start it now. Right. And so yep. I, it aligned with the program really well and what I was doing in my job really well. So I would go to class Tuesday, Thursday nights, but then I would also work full time 40 hours a week. And then usually their sessions had like stuff that aligned with what I was doing. And so I just taught myself how to do a Wix website, got that up and running, just started doing content. And the more I learned in my job and my program, I could then mm -hmm. apply it to um, my job or to the blog. And then we had a session on not just YouTube, but I think video content in general and how big right. video is right now and how important it is and the instructor was like you already have a blog like you can repurpose that blog content into video content mm -hmm. and reach like a ton more people and I was like you're right yep <laughs> and so I think it was January we went over that project and like my friends helped me film my first video which I my first sit down video which I right. actually probably would cringe watching right now <laughs> but <laughs> Um, then I was like, you know what? I really like this. I got iMovie down and then I saved up to mm -hmm. get a nicer camera and all that stuff. And then we've just been going ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have like preferred format or do you like both of them equally? Um, I think I like both of them equally because, um, writing is just so easy to me, but then I think with the video, I can have more fun with it. Like doing mm -hmm. um, like my EDC ASMR videos and like my oh, Coachella ASMR video. <laughs> like I think stuff like that is just like fun to me to do that can just like make it a more creative outlet for me rather than just having it black and white on paper or not on paper, but on the internet. Sure. Yep. And I think I read something. So I'm like, I, I mean, your interests change as you get older. Like I, I kind of could have guessed that I would have been into YouTube, but I find myself watching like YouTube strategy videos now because I just find the whole oh, yeah. industry so interesting and there's like so many things behind the scenes. But I liked what you said, I think it was yesterday about just starting because there's so many things mm -hmm. that you tell yourself like just excuses and reasons not to. 
or just like fear of what people are going to say. And then it's like, fuck it. If you don't start now, you're never going to start. And it's not too yeah. late. There's plenty of room for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, a lot of people, um, they're always like, well, I'm afraid of like what people might think. And like, mm -hmm. how do you overcome that? And I'm like, you just don't think you just do like, you right. just have to like, block it out all out what people might think. And if the people that are surrounded by you judge you for it or make fun of you for it, then they're not the people to have in your life. Totally. Um, and it's kind of just on you to just whether say, you know what, like we were great friends, we have a great relationship, but like if you aren't gonna support me as I like move forward, then mm -hmm. peace out, you know? Totally. And I think it's so silly to just let other people be in control of your life and what you do. And if it's something that you really wanna pursue that you think will make you happy, and it'll challenge you creatively and mentally mm -hmm. and all that stuff, then it's great. And I think you just have to be willing to put the time in for it because you're not going to just wake up with a thousand subscribers. You and I both right. know that uh -huh. it takes time and it's going to take time to get to that thousand mark and it's going to take time to get to that 10,000 mark and getting brand deals and getting mm -hmm. all that stuff. It's all going to take time. You're not just going to wake up to it. So you have totally. to be willing to put in the work. So I tell people to go for it, but you also have to put in the work for it to get the results. And you and I have both seen mm -hmm. some crazy amount of results for not having that big of a following. Even though we say yeah. it's not that big of a following in comparison to other people, it is still a pretty big following enough that like people are reaching out to us and are giving us these opportunities, which has yeah. been really awesome. I know it's so crazy. I could talk to you about this forever. It's so crazy. I know. <laughs> it's just so interesting because you never, it's like when you look at yourself in the mirror every day, you don't notice changes. It's the same thing as this, like when your head's down and you're really just like so fulfilled by all of this and you're enjoying it and you're just like plugging away and constantly thinking about the next thing. It's like all these exciting things start to happen, but you're just so focused on just staying in your lane and like I gotta keep going I gotta keep going so you, it yeah. you have to stop and like think about what you've done sometimes yeah no for sure totally I'm crazy. so bad at it because I'm always thinking about the next thing and then I'm like wait like whoa mm -hmm. like I just had my hundredth video whoa like so we're going crazy. to imagine music festival on kind of like a brand trip kind of thing mm -hmm. and like other things like that like whoa <laughs> so, it's fucking crazy yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about video too because one thing then that's how this whole episode came about all you guys listening right now i'm going to introduce the topic in a second we're just chatting here <laughs> um so one thing we had in common is that we both documented our health and fitness journey and goals i hate the word journey but i'm going to use it a lot in this podcast so yeah. prepare for me to drop that obviously like we're in the edm community and music festivals tips and advice but there's other sides of our personalities and I feel like we're both very open and we want to share like the things we're going through because we want to help people out there. And I think people enjoy that content from us. So one thing we connected on is that we both were posting videos of like our transformations and stories about like our health journeys and that seemed to connect with both of our audiences. So I, I was like, Aid, why don't you do an episode dedicated to body positivity since we're both very much about like expressing ourselves and talking about kind of like our glow up or how we found like self-confidence. So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Um, if you guys want, Aid has a bunch of videos up on her channel now. So definitely go back and watch some of the stuff that she has posted. Um, it's like your experience dieting and you're working with a trainer as well, right? Yes, I am. So she has videos on that and you guys can sort of like be a part of our process and 
and just like watch some of the successes and then the things that have gone wrong along the way too because like neither of us are perfect (laughs) it takes a lot of effort we've both been through sort of like a transformation and we are definitely still in progress we're still going through them but I thought it would be like perfect for us to tackle this topic so that's what we're talking about in today's episode I wanted to stress that we're clearly we're not done I mean I I think that we've both at least gotten to a place in our lives where we're like embracing ourselves and also the subscribers we have and friends we've made online I feel like have also reached out and said that watching these videos have them as well so that's definitely something I kind of want to touch on and and to relate this all back to like the EDM community I kind of want to talk a little bit about rave fashion it might seem a little random but I think there can kind of be some I don't know I guess I would say like pressure associated with Mm -hmm. how you dress and the clothing that you pick and expressing yourself and now that we have Instagram and Pinterest and like all these people who look fucking amazing all the time (laughs) on social media it's like God, how do I pick out an outfit like that? So we're going to get into all of that. Um, But just to get started, I would love you to briefly share like your fitness and your health story with everyone so that they can sort of get caught up with you. Yeah. So let's see, where do we all start here? (laughs) So I grew up basically pretty thin. I'd say like my mom was super skinny. My dad was pretty skinny and like athletic. They both were. I grew up not playing sports. Um, both my parents were varsity athletes and I just chose I didn't want to play sports. And mm-hmm. I'm also an only child. Um, and I, I'm a Taurus, so I'm very stubborn. So I grew <laughs> up not very, not eating fruits or vegetables, um, believe it or not. I think okay. like it was my, my high school years, I started eating like Caesar salads, which, you know, is still not really that healthy, but it was no. a step. Yep. Um, And so going into college when you're like surrounded by like the dining hall foods and binge drinking, binge eating, um, I went through a pretty bad breakup my sophomore year of college. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to be like the girl that just like stayed in and was sad. Like I still wanted to go out there and like enjoy college. And I definitely did, but to a little bit of an extreme um and you know not having a proper diet regimen not diet regimen but nutritional regimen and not Mm -hmm. having a gym a regular gym schedule or knowing what to do really in the gym that all caught up to me my metabolism slowed down Mm -hmm. and I had like a wake-up call when it came summertime and none of my shorts fit me and I was just like oh my god like what happened and then Mm -hmm. you kind of wake up to that and so it wasn't until I think in between my junior year and my senior year of college I decided to I was interning at Fossil the watch company out in Mm -hmm. Dallas so I didn't know anyone so I was like you know what this is probably the time to really dedicate trying to figure out this health thing and like my internship had a gym in the office so I was like I'll get that bikini body guy by Kayla it signs I'll (laughs) figure out how to meal prep I'll try all these veggies and stuff so I slowly started progressing and eating fruits and vegetables and then working out more I really didn't like bikini body guy to be honest I know a lot of girls in college did and a lot of people do but (laughs) it's like a very oh it's basically (laughs) like a it's like a circuit type of work like ebook workout Mm -hmm. ebook but it's all body weight and it's hit basically 
And so that's when I kind of learned that like, I like lifting weights and I like doing like Mm -hmm. only a little bit of cardio. Like I don't really like doing like this intense, high intensity kind of thing. And so then like, I was starting to like see some progress. And then as like my senior year of college, that was just like one big celebration year kind of. So like Mm -hmm. everything that I was doing was basically just like balancing itself, like counteracting it, you know, like I would eat healthy, work out during the week. But then I would just like go crazy on the weekend, you know? Yep. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. I wasn't really seeing, I was seeing a little bit of results, but not that much. And then becoming an adult and all that stuff, not going out as much has definitely helped. I started counting macros in 2017 um, and started getting a feel for those. And then it was about 2018, I saw some progress. I think my heaviest was 160. And then I was weighing in at about like 145 which I'll just disclaim now weight is not like, it's just a number. But when it comes to certain things of reaching your goals and getting off like a bunch of college weight, Mm -hmm. that was just my primary focus is to get the body fat down, but also get the weight down. And so then I kind of hit like a plateau. I wasn't like I was counting the macros, I was working out, I didn't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend back home, her name's Vivian. She's Viv's gym on Instagram. And she's been, honestly, she's been working out like since we were in like in middle school, high school, honestly, and she was always so like in shape and just looked Mm -hmm. so good. She did like fitness competitions. And I reached out to her Thanksgiving last year and was like, hey, like, I'm gonna be home, like, let's work out together or something like I'd love to take a session by you. Mm -hmm. And we got reconnected. We hadn't really talked in a while, but we got reconnected that way. And then I was feeling super frustrated. So at the beginning of this year, I was like, you know what? Like, I think this is a really good time for me. I know how to count macros. I want to go to the gym every day. It's not like I force myself to go to like punish myself or anything. Like I just enjoy working out every day, Monday through Friday that I feel like I can, I can, I just need that extra push. I need someone to keep me accountable. Mm -hmm. And so I've been working with her um since January and I'm now almost down to 144 or no 134 so I'm almost down 10 pounds from when I started with her and it's because having that accountability factor and then I kind of found out that I was kind of doing my macros wrong a little bit Mm -hmm. so like just having that extra help has been like huge for me and so Sure. I really don't know what like the end goal is. I just kind of want to see where I can like challenge myself and push my body sure. um, to get stre- to get stronger. Because like before I could like barely do a push up and like now I can do like <laughs> 10 or maybe more. And so like yeah. I want to see like what I can keep doing. And I always talk about this is that like it's more so like a mental game for me and then like physical things are happening to my body like losing the weight and like right. getting more tone and stuff like that so that's basically what my journey has been is honestly been the mental game and then like seeing physical results happen has been kind of like the game changer for me sure and that's, that's for sure like a huge part of it. it's also funny how like some of those things aren't even your goals because you're not even aware that like a push-up or lifting a certain amount of weight will be a goal for you eventually but when you start seeing that progress or your body change you're like ooh, okay yeah I want to see yeah that for sure congrats though that's so awesome thank you thank you so was there like a moment for you because I know with some people and like in my situation 
sometimes if they're just getting started or like they can't find that energy, like they need to have Mm -hmm. that moment that like it finally just clicks for them. Was that like how it happened for you? Or do you think it was more gradual and you started to like get into it? Um, I think it was more gradual and like habitual of just like Mm -hmm. getting in the habit of it and staying consistent. Um, Having a gym so close to me when I first started going consistently like at my office and then like at my apartment in college was just downstairs. So Mm -hmm. like finding what's convenient for you and what's easily accessible to you, I think is like what was a game changer. But I did have a pretty big mindset shift, I think in the past couple of months that I talked to my trainer about that, I feel like I was letting my, what happened in college, like just weigh me down and use that kind of as like a crutch Mm -hmm. and thinking that that was like 2016, 2015. And now it's 2019. Like I can't, I can't, I need to let go. I need to like forgive myself. And I think that's something that a lot of people can learn from is just to accept and forgive yourself Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be of how you've gotten to a certain point and not just in like your weight or like anything just anything in general I think I've learned to forgive myself and not be so hard on myself this year and I think that's what really was the turning point because I think around February or March I was getting so I was getting a little bit frustrated because it's hard when you have a personal trainer and she does online training and then Mm -hmm. you see the transformation she posts on her story of like other people and like she might repost you or she might post about you or something but it still is like hard to see that being like oh my god that person like lost so much weight like what's wrong with me or something it's hard to do that comparison game so I think just like letting go and just forgiving yourself and being patient with yourself has been like the 2019 like mood I guess for me yeah no but it is it's like it's the mental game for sure, especially when you do have things in your past that like are always in the back of your head. Like I think a lot of people can relate to like, God, I just like don't ever want to go back to that weight or like I'm really afraid if I slip too much that I'm just like going to ruin all my habits. But when you've been doing it long enough and you've built all these habits, like I feel like you just change as a person and you're not going to let yourself slip that badly. Like around the holidays, I've like gotten used to seeing my scale go up. And at this point I have a healthier relationship with food. So I'm like, I don't care anymore. But yeah. in college when that happened, I would like lose it. The end of the world. so yeah. upset. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I don't care. I know I'm going up five pounds during the holidays. It's not permanent. That's the thing I try yeah. to tell everyone. It's, it can, you can always, always change that. It is not permanently on you forever. <laughs> and there's so much things that we don't, that like a lot of people don't know that doesn't really get talked about is like, your water weight or like stress, Mm -hmm. like how much that stuff affects your body. Like, I think it was a week or two ago, my body was just so out of whack and stressed out just from like, natural, like work things like life things. And I went up in the scale a little bit and I panicked a little bit. But then by the end of the week, like I dropped like a whole pound. It was just like my body was just like holding on to that water because it was stressed out. And so those are things that like people don't necessarily think about or know about and know how to combat when they see that or how to change the mindset because society has just put us in such a stressed out state of like we always Mm -hmm. need to be losing weight we need to be eating this we need to be doing that and it's really way more simple than it than they make it out to be (laughs) totally and I mean I know you're counting macros like you said and it's something I learned too I used to be a big 
go to the gym six or seven times a week so I can eat whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've realized as I've gotten older is like your diet is 80% of it. So I'm like, okay, now I can kill it at the gym three times a week. That's what I'm currently doing. Maybe four. And yeah. as long as I eat really good majority of the time and then still have my cheat meals, I don't have to kill myself at the gym seven days exactly. a week. You kind exactly. of have to like revert, like trick your mind and think of some ways around it. So I do know a lot of people will do that. They're like, I can go to the gym so that I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, but you wouldn't have to go to the gym every single day. <laughs> you yeah, just like exactly. a little bit better with your eating every day. So it's like you got to yeah. find that balance and find what works for you. And having a trainer definitely like helped you out, which is awesome. And sometimes you just need to like, whether it's a class or it's finding a friend or doing yeah. something online, you just got to find like what clicks for you. Yeah, for sure. And I did Orange Theory for a little bit and that was a great time just pushing myself cardio wise because I hate mm-hmm. running on a treadmill. And then like, I love doing spin classes every now and then or like yoga. So you really have to find something that like you like to do. Sure. And I like going to the gym, but I like to indulge in like spin every now and then or something like that. But I, what I always tell people is just like be active. Doesn't mean you have to go to the gym and lift a bunch of weights. You could just go right. for a walk every day at the same time and stuff no like that. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to go guns a blazing five times. No, no, no. Times a week. No, for you sure. can just slowly, gradually build up to it. Yeah, it's like everybody again. Like even with like the YouTube stuff, like it it's been over it hasn't been an overnight success like people have been doing no. this for years I said at the top of this episode like I've been going to my gym for four years I'll get comments on my Instagram and like holy shit how are you lifting that much I'm like don't think that I'm like this strong like it took me four years yeah. <laughs> it's not happen overnight like I it took a long time for me not to be picking up 10 pounds and now I'll be lifting like 25 pounds like that I realized yeah. that's fucking crazy but I was going to ask you if like finding confidence in yourself and sort of knowing your body a little bit better now, how has that like affected your relationships or work or just, yeah, just how you feel in your own body? How's that affected the things like around you in your life? I think you can obviously see the physical changes, but I think um, the way I'm holding myself is a little bit different. And like looking in the mirror just is like so different to me because it's like, well, Mm -hmm. like this is who I was probably back in high school and when I started college and stuff right and I think I've honestly felt a lot more me than I have in a while and I think the progression that my followers have been on I think has been interesting or cool for them to see is seeing me get this confidence and being able to say yes to photo shoots and doing more (laughs) doing more different types of content rather than just getting pictures at festivals and really Mm -hmm. trying to do better about getting photos outside of festivals and getting more comfortable with myself and um I think that um when it comes to like relationships and friendships like they the people that see me on a more regular basis they have definitely noticed a difference and they just are so happy for me and Mm -hmm. that's like the best feeling ever and I think it's definitely been really great to have the support system that I have for sure to help kind of keep me aligned and keep boosting that kind of confidence along with it too. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like sometimes, because we could probably do a whole episode on being in a relationship and how that affects your yeah. <laughs> your diet and everything, but yeah. has that um, like 
changed anything at all or have you been like the same no so Ryan um is pretty healthy he works out pretty consistently too and so he's been super awesome and super attentive to what I am doing which Mm -hmm. has been like the biggest blessing in disguise because um when we met like I was he knew I was working out pretty consistently but then because I decided to um go more seriously this year he's just been a trooper and Mm -hmm. my macros kind of change maybe every four weeks or so because your body kind of gets used to whatever Mm -hmm. macros you're doing and so your my trainer will switch it up from time to time and so we only see each other on the weekends just because traffic in austin sucks and it would be Mm -hmm a 30 minute drive for us to see each other basically, which when you're working is like a lot. And so we only see each other on the weekends, but he's always super attentive is like, okay, well, what macros are we working with? Like, what can we go eat out somewhere that's a little more healthy? Or should we just make dinner? Mm -hmm. So he's usually like really good about that. And like we were talking about electric forest coming up because I am not going to be counting macros, but I still have to keep a pretty like cool grip on my macros. Mm -hmm. And not just like binge and go crazy because I do yeah. have a, his, a little tough. bit of a history with that in college. So okay. I don't want to just like go berserk and just eat everything in sight. <laughs> and so yep. he was already like, yeah, we'll just like make sure that we get some good stuff at Walmart, that we can like some nuts, some um, rice cakes and meats and stuff totally. like that to have at the campsite. And then we'll choose like some I know at Forest that they do have a lot more healthier vendors than most festivals, just being more attentive to that kind of stuff. So it's really been helpful have, like having him. He's literally the best person ever Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. have that in a relationship for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's tough because that, that totally can affect your... I remember yeah. I started dating Brian during football season. That was really rough. It <laughs> <laughs> was like deer and wings every Sunday. Was yeah. Not good on the scale. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned the photo shoot. So I wanted to talk about sort of like how maybe our fashion has changed, but also like as your body changes and as you get older and you just are more comfortable in yourself, it totally affects what you choose to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just mentioned you did your first photo shoot. So can you talk a little bit about that experience and what that was for? Yeah, so I did, um, I did like another photo shoot that wasn't really rave wear related. It was like some content creator photo, like meetup kind of thing, which got mm-hmm. me used to like being in front of a camera, not just like an iPhone, but like an actual professional camera. And that was just like getting used to like I don't know when you like make facial expressions and you don't see yourself making those facial expressions normally Uh like and you haven't practiced in a mirror it's like really weird and then you like see the photos come back and you're like oh okay that's the face I was making you know yeah (laughs) and so it wasn't until Rosa from Relita Couture literally the sweetest person ever she messaged me and she was like we wanted they live in um Houston or near Houston And so she was like, we want to do a photo shoot in Austin, like you and this other girl, Crystal, like, would you be down to do it? And I was just like, my anxiety in me was like, no, we're not doing a photo shoot. Are you crazy? And then I was like, no, we're going to do this. Like, we're going to put ourselves out there. We're just going to see what happens. And like, I told her that, like, I've never done one before, like a professional one really before. Mm -hmm. Like, so I just need direction. You just need to tell me like, what to do like if you like this face or that face like what you need me to do and Mm -hmm. like let's do it whatever 
And so got the whole, my hair and makeup done and all that stuff. And we went out shooting in Austin and I was like so nervous at first because Crystal <laughs> that I shot with, like she, the moment that the camera was on, she just like turned on and she was just amazing. Like she mm-hmm. just had this energy about her that was like, wow, like I was just blown away. And so then I was definitely like, was a little intimidated Sure. And, yep. But it was overall like such a fun experience. And um, I think it was definitely a good time for it to happen. Like it all kind of was coming at the same time when I was having kind of like that wake up call that like turning point in my fitness journey. Mm-hmm. And I felt really comfortable up towards the end. It was really cold towards the end. But like by the end, like I felt um, really comfortable with myself and like doing mm-hmm. the outfits and I really loved how the photos turned out and it was just overall awesome. like probably the best experience possible that's why you always have to say yes to these opportunities because I can 1000 yeah. relate to what you just said like any sort of anybody out there like an opportunity that you maybe it's even been in like the back of your head and you're like I don't know if this would ever happen and then it finally comes to you so many people probably say no because out mm-hmm. of fear, which is crazy. So, and you have the best experience. So it's so good that you just did that. I wanted to know. So, okay. So a lot of stuff with raves now, not just raves, but EDM shows and festival fashion is like a whole thing in itself. And mm-hmm. Instagram has just like totally catapulted, catapulted that. But would you say like you were always into fashion or is that something that you are interested in now? Like what is your relationship sort of like with festival fashion or just fashion in general? So I would say like fashion in general, it was basically, um, I really like was obsessed with like the designer brands and like, um, I really wanted to go to New York fashion week and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. You know? Um, but then I kind of lost touch with it, like with college. And then when I had to go to like a clothing store and go to the dressing room after I like gained weight, like I just hated shopping. Like I used mm-hmm. to love shopping and then shopping became like the worst kind of thing for me. Cause I just didn't know how to fit my body to certain clothes. I didn't know how to style it. I didn't know what to do. And so I was feeling so lost, but then I think actually rave fashion kind of brought that back out of me because mm-hmm. everyone's just so creative with their outfits and the stuff that was coming out was just like, so cute and I didn't buy any of it when I first like started raving I I stuck with like shorts and and like called it a day I'd wear like a baggy t-shirt with some fishnets I'd wear like a mesh shirt with some stuff Mm -hmm. and then I think it was about EDC 2017 I was like I want to dress like the other cute all the cute rave girls like (laughs) let's just do this like we just got to do it we just got to pull the trigger and just like try and so like I got a ton of more like the basic stuff from like I heart raise and got some stuff from like forever 21 mm-hmm. and then that got me more comfortable with wearing like the high-waisted shorts and like crop tops then and then it's just like sort of progressed since then I, like each festival I feel like I kind of up the ante of just like mm-hmm. okay let's try a bodysuit let's try adding more accessories let's add a kimono let's do this headpiece or something like that yep. and I think everyone kind of starts with like the more basic more well-known brands like iHeartRaves and then you start to mm-hmm. learn and more different brands and small smaller brands that are worth supporting too that you mm-hmm. just start connecting with and then they are always just come out with great stuff and so you progress to like Freedom Rave Wear, Rave with Mi Gente, Relita Couture 
and then other brands similar to that that you just kind of start figuring out what you like to wear and what you don't like to wear to festivals and even though I still wear like these outfits, I'm still probably by 10 o'clock wearing like a big t-shirt and leggings. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's got to be a balance. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think I just get more inspired from like people on Instagram and the people that I follow. They're just like, oh, totally. so creative that it's just like pushed me to want to dress, diff- to dress mm-hmm. a little bit more towards the rave and festival style and just kind of like put myself out there a little bit more which has been yeah. really fun it is I think I think that's what's like so exciting about just rave fashion and like festival fashion too is it's there are so many accessories and just like so many fun things coming out now and it's just so different than everything else you own and that's half the fun of attending a festival too is like getting dressed up and getting into it yeah. and like going it's almost like a costume of sorts so it totally is like if you embrace it you can but then like you said if you're just getting into it and you're like a little too timid leggings and a crop top or like a oversized t-shirt and fishnet like whatever you're feeling you can totally go for you don't have to like go all the way like some of these people because they've been going to festivals probably for years and like you said have been building up their closet they didn't just like start out their first rave wearing like freaking dolls kill perfect outfit <laughs> yeah exactly and like I have a video and a blog post about like conservative ideas for the conservative raver mm-hmm. because and you can just because you don't wear like the super risque outfits doesn't mean your outfit doesn't like can, your outfit can still totally. be cute and you can yes. just like find th- different things that fit your style and work for you sure and I'm definitely like the two things I'm trying to embrace this year one like I loved your post about that because I personally just don't like to show too much skin anyway just like a pasties look just wouldn't be for me personally it's just like a little bit too much and like I'm really also careful about like my job and what I post on social media so like I can't go there at this point in my life (laughs) so that's like one thing for me but it is good to know like there are totally like other types of things a couple of the places I was gonna plug and I also love Elsie and Fred. I think Rave After Rave, oh, yeah. Sweet Electric Wear, Tasteful Girls, Jade Clark UK. Like, there's so many good ones out there, and like, yeah, people people tag these things all the time. But yeah, you guys can get inspired by so many different things. And Relief Couture does a good job of this, but I really love that people are also including women of all different colors and all shapes and sizes. Because mm-hmm. I-, I talked a little bit about this in the beginning of the episode, but I personally had body image issues and I feel like there's women now who just totally embrace it and wear these sick ass outfits and it's like if I had yeah. Instagram then and saw these women wearing this I would have pieced together these outfits or maybe felt more confident and like rocked yeah. these things but at the time there wasn't that like inspiration and I didn't see people like in social media doing that so I feel like it's really great that some of these like rave clothing companies are just like portraying everybody yeah so that's a huge thing I don't know if you had this in college or when you were still like going through your journey but I know like one insecurity I had and I remember this I went to a bunch music festival not festivals but I went to a bunch of raves and like bar school blackout I've talked about was a thing when I was in college and girls were literally Mm -hmm. wearing like bras and underwear felt super self-conscious I was in baggy yeah that was not my look and then my friends would be in line hooking up with dudes and I would just kind of be on the side because that was just not really my scene 
but I think it's changed yeah. so much now. And I don't know. I just feel like if I could give any words of encouragement, it's just like to embrace where you are now, no matter like what stage you are in, just because there's so many options out there and like, just don't feel self-conscious. Every, somebody's going to like you no matter what you look like. So exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about any of that stuff. But one thing I did want to ask, uh, you might've mentioned it about EDC, but do you remember either a specific outfit you wore or like a festival you attended where you were like so proud to be in that outfit or you were just like absolutely loved what you put together and you felt really good in it? It was so, so simple, but it was electric forest i think my day three outfit it was this rave with me hente bodysuit like in the front it was fine like i was all covered but it had this like lower back mm -hmm. and like i just wore that bodysuit like i didn't accessorize with it or anything but i definitely think that was like a big moment for me to just have like my whole back exposed oh. yep yep um i also think i decadence arizona 2017 same thing i wore like a bodysuit Bit more exposed but then it had one of those cutouts in the stomach area mm -hmm. and that was like a pretty big deal I think too <laughs> mm -hmm. no totally it's like sometimes you sh like save these outfits and you're like oh my god I would love to wear that one day or something like that and then you finally like mm -hmm. get that outfit on you're like I feel good as hell <laughs> like rocking this yeah. outfit oh that's I know I saw your your transformation from the one bodysuit that you were to ever after right Oh, Ever After or EDC? Was it the marble one? No, Ever After, the black bodysuit that oh, you yeah, wore. Yeah, yeah. Thought you, like, like, that was so crazy. That, yeah, because, so, oh, this was what I was going to say before. One thing I'm trying to do in 2019, like, as much as I love rave clothing, I'm going to keep wearing and reusing because I have so much in my closet. And it gets expensive. And I'm, like, on, I'm definitely on a budget now. And I want to show people, like, you don't need a new outfit for every single festival. Like, you yeah. can totally rewear stuff. And those are staples. Like, that is such a unique bodysuit. I literally bought it three years ago. I wore it to EDC New York. And that was actually right around when I started my fitness journey. And I felt, like, mm -hmm. so cool in it. And then my best friend Vicky also went through a very similar like weight loss sort of journey. And she said that yeah. she was like, girl, look at this. It's crazy how far we've come. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to put these back to back just to like have a moment yeah. to self-reflect. And it is, it's fucking nuts when you do that to yourself. Crazy. But definitely trying yeah. to, thank you, thank you. Definitely trying to um, rewear some stuff. I'm like planning ready for electric forest and uh, not forest electric zoo and um imagine and i'm like okay what well, can i can i buy a new top where we wear my bottoms here yeah yeah that's um, exactly how i am i'm like can i buy like one outfit and then i need to repurpose totally and some festivals aren't like that crazy like i even bought a couple things lately i'm like this is an edc las vegas or like a major major moment outfit i don't know if i necessarily need to wear that to like a smaller festival but you know if it yeah. makes you happy you do you <laughs> so some closing thoughts I know we covered a lot today but um we might touch on this but if I wanted to know if you could give advice to either like men or women listening who are like they just can't seem to get started or they're in the middle of um their progress right now like any words of encouragement or advice you would give them yeah I mean I think you should, like Emma and I have both said, it's a mental game. You really should focus on loving what's there and accepting what's there. 
and loving what's inside of you and all that good stuff. And then when it comes to actually like motivating yourself and wanting to do more, do it because not because you want to look a certain way, do it because you want to feel good. You want to be healthy. You want to live to see a hundred years or like you want to live to see your grandkids and stuff like that. Do kinds of reasons, not because you want to look good. Like, of course that's, Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, mental, it was a mental game and then physical things have been happening where my body has been changing and been responding to it. Uh, yep. And it, I feel great and I feel really confident in myself a lot lately and just be patient with yourself. It's not going to happen overnight. And I really like want to stress like crash dieting, crash all those kinds of crazy diets and stuff like that isn't mm-hmm. going to work. Totally. It's just going to be more damage to yourself. And so I really stress about finding someone that's going to keep you accountable, reaching out to a trainer, reaching out to a dietitian, reaching out to professionals to get the help that you want. If you, I've noticed a huge transformation since I started working with someone and it's really hard to own up to yourself and be like, you know what, like I need the help, mm-hmm. but it could be really beneficial for you. So don't give up. Just stay consistent. Stay patient with yourself. Love it for what it is. Yep. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And if I could throw two, two small things in, because looking back on it, I wish I could tell like my high school self this and you touched on this before, but one, don't step on the scale every single day because there are Mm -hmm. so many changes with your body literally within a week. If you are like, at a number and stressing about that if you gain a lot of muscle like that's going to totally change how your body looks mm-hmm. and how your clothes fit you so also like it's good to have goals and do check-ins but don't be like so stressed out by numbers um when you're like feel better and you're eating better and you're gaining muscle like that all is going to totally just change like how you look in the mirror yeah. so definitely would say that and I would say pick up some damn weights I want to yell at myself in high school because I was like, <laughs> I would run for an hour every day. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I was not the most healthy. Um, but I look back and I'm like, girl, wait, your body would have been toned so fast, and <laughs> you just gotta like mix it up. So like, I feel like a lot of well, I mean, now with Instagram and everything, people see all different stuff. But men and women pick up some weights. Definitely like mix up your routine a little bit. I think that'll definitely help. And yeah, and like Aid said, try and find what works for you, whether that's like doing different classes finding a fitness buddy or just finding some a nutritionist too something like that there's tons of people online so definitely reach out and see see what you can find try a bunch of different things until something finally sticks to you thank you so much for doing this this was so awesome (laughs) yeah of course Um, thanks for having me of course plug your socials where can everybody find you so at vibe with aid v-i-b-e-w-i-t-h-a-d-e on instagram and twitter facebook page it doesn't get much love but if you want to go on facebook you can find me there and then my youtube channel is the same thing vibe with aid Awesome. And then your website, vibewithaid.com. Oh, yeah. And my website, yeah. <laughs> vibewithaid.com. Touch on them, but what events do you have coming up? Electric Forest. Oh, boy. I'll be at Electric <laughs> Forest. I'll be at Lollapalooza, Imagine Music Festival, Dirty Bird Camp Out, Austin City Limit, Freaky Deaky, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> I say that as if I'm not going to go. Right. I'll probably be there. <laughs> and then um, Seismic Dance event in Austin, and then Lights All Night for New Year's. So, no way. Oh my God, where is that one? That one's in Dallas. 
Okay. That one, it's not really like on New Year's. It's like the weekend before New Year's. Okay. Um, they they always do it on like the Saturday and Sunday before like New Year's Eve. Got it. It's time for something new. I've done Decadence Arizona the past four years, so sure, time to do something new. Yeah. I know it's so it's so tough to like pick out like what upcoming festivals to do just because it's like well I I talked to you about it too like about yeah vacation days and stuff, but I'm like let me get through electric and imagine and then we'll see what else comes up <laughs> there's a lot but i would love i mean i, I was on the fence about edc orlando i don't know if that's gonna happen but maybe the halloween festival i was that's like my dream halloween is my favorite holiday so i'm like dying to do something and everyone keeps telling me to come to escape but california far of a trip <laughs> come to freaky deaky i know he looks cool there's voodoo festival in nola which isn't as much EDM, oh, yeah but that's a big one too i've heard good things about voodoo shall... all right so you guys look out for aid at these festivals we're going to be at imagine together we're definitely going to plan to do a big meetup so stay tuned for that yes that's in september and yeah thank you again so much for coming on everyone go check out her website her social media her youtube channel and thank you so much for being on this episode yay thanks for having me Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you, Aid, for being on. It was so nice talking to her. I hope you guys enjoyed this topic. I'm hoping a lot of you guys out there can relate. Um, I know a lot of people are in a similar situation, whether, again, you're just beginning, you're in the middle of progress, or you're still working on yourself. Um, I think we all can learn some lessons along the way, and Aid and I have been through these things and just want to share our experiences with you. So, more to come hopefully it will be on for another episode in the future again go check out all her stuff support her she's fantastic again you can follow me at emma capotis and at rave culture cast on twitter and instagram go ahead and check out my youtube channel if you guys are interested i have a ton of new videos coming out i just posted some on electric zoo and imagine music festival and i have some fun stuff in the works so yeah you can look under my name emma capotis on youtube for all that stuff And feel free to send in any topic suggestions, episode ideas to raveculturecast at gmail.com, raveculturecast at gmail.com. I have a really, really good episode coming up. You guys submitted a ton of stories about your like raver love stories and how you met your significant others. And then also for my single people out there, you guys sent in some questions and some dating advice that you want so look out for that on an upcoming episode I'm really excited I got like over 20 emails so I cannot wait to include all of your stories in an upcoming episode please rate and review on iTunes if you guys are enjoying and again screenshot and share the podcast share with your friends post it on social media and tag me in it I will always repost you guys thank you so much for the support and yeah I'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode bye guys